Welcome to Championship Leadership, and today I'm excited we have Sean Patel. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, he's been featured on Shark Tank. He's founder CEO of Prep Expert. He's also a physician, physician of dermatology. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day today, Sean, to uh, to join us. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Nate. I'm happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to chatting. Yeah. I always, uh, I love to ask this question first to really just kind of kick off the conversation. Championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what is, what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? Yeah, championship leadership. I mean, it's so, so important. You know, I think that over the past couple of years, as my own company has grown with more full-time employees, uh, you know, I've realized the importance of being a champion and being a leader and uh, you know, leadership is what really drives so many companies. You know, when I was first starting out as an entre- a solo entrepreneur and I was the only person at the company, I didn't really put a lot of importance on leadership because, you know, it was just me. Uh, but once you start to grow your team, whether it's a company, uh, a sports team or whatever it may be, once you have a group of people you're trying to accomplish a certain goal. In, in my case, in entrepreneurship, it's to grow the company and uh, you know, help more people through the company. And whatever your goal is, it might be you know, for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's to win a Super Bowl. It's uh, leadership is extremely, extremely important. And poor leadership is just far too common because it's not really taught in schools. and. Uh, it's really something you have to learn on your own, often experientially. And uh, the best way to learn is by doing. And I've, you know, almost had my company now for 10 years. And I think that I've learned a lot of leadership lessons over the years, which have helped me grow into a better, not only a leader, but also a better person, which has been very helpful for uh, both me and the company. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love that definition or what that means to you. Uh, thank you so much for that. What, maybe you could tell us, uh, the listeners here, a little bit about you and your journey. I mean, sounds like you have a lot on your plate, right? Uh, featured in, in Shark Tank, prep 
expert, your company, your physician. Um, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about um, how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a pretty interesting story that kind of zigzags. So I'll start from the beginning, which was, you know, back when I was in high school, uh, you know, I wanted to get into some great universities and go to medical school. And in order to do that, it, I needed to get a high SAT score. But uh, when I first took my practice SAT, the very first time I was in 10th grade, I got around average. So I didn't do so hot. So that's when I locked myself in the library and I spent hundreds of hours studying for the SAT exam and discovered a lot of strategies, a lot of techniques to ace the exam to the point that I was eventually able to raise my own SAT score from that average score to a perfect score. Wow. And the perfect SAT score is pretty rare. It's only achieved yeah. by 0.02% of all students and it opened, it totally changed my life. And what I mean by that is I got into some amazing universities um, I got a quarter million dollars in college scholarships, so I didn't have to pay wow. a dime for college. I was invited to the White House as par part of a presidential scholars program, and I got to meet the president of the United States. I mean, it was really cool, cool. you know, as a 17-year-old yeah. kid to have all of this money, awards, accolades thrown at you because of one test score. And mm -hmm. so when I got to college, you know, I decided... I wanted to help other students improve their SAT scores the way that I did in high school. And what I did was I set out originally to write a test preparation book, an SAT book. And I pitched the idea to, you know, I thought it would be awesome. I was like, oh, this will be the first book written by a perfect score student. You know, it'll sell like crazy. But, um, you know, reality kind of hit me in the face, which was, uh, you know, back then, 10 years ago, you had to go through a major publishing house. Self-publishing wasn't as big as it yeah, is today. Yeah. Sure. And so I put together a book proposal. I pitched it to 100 literary agents and publishers. I ended up getting rejected by every single one. Uh, they said the SAT prep market is too competitive. They said I didn't have a platform to write the book. And so, you know, my dream of writing a, a test prep book was kind of going out the window. But that's when I decided, uh, you know, I was going to leverage the hundreds of pages that I had written for the book and turn it into a course. And so I taught my very first test prep course right at the end of college. And I had barely enough students in that first class. It was like 18 students. But I took those 18 students and in six weeks, I was uh, raising their scores every single week, 50 to 100 points on the SAT, which by the end of it, they had improved almost 400 points in just wow. six weeks, which was incredible and unheard of in the industry. I mean, they, uh, it's equivalent to taking a student from the 50th percentile and taking them to the 90th percentile. So totally changing their college opportunities, their scholarship opportunities, and really changing their lives, just like I did for myself. And so... I had parents knocking down the door for more courses. I decided yeah. to train other instructors to teach my material that I had created. And so that's when the company started to grow beyond just myself. And that's when I started learning the importance of leadership. Fast forward a couple of years, four or five years into the company, I wanted to grow it beyond just my hometown where I originally started the company. We were doing well as a small business. I'm from Las Vegas. That's where it was. Okay. So I guess not that small of a town. 
Um, but, um, you know, uh, I wanted to grow it beyond just one city to multiple cities. I wanted to grow it online. So I decided to uh, pitch the company on Shark Tank for an investment. And so I went on Shark Tank in 2016. I pitched the company. I ended up closing a deal with billionaire Mark Cuban. And uh, that was incredible. I mean, the company 10X, we opened multiple cities around the nation. We're now prep 10,000 students a year in online courses as well as in-person courses for both the SAT and the ACT. And I've been growing my uh, team. We now have 10 full-time employees. It's not just me anymore. Uh, We have dozens of instructors as well. And yeah, so, you know, that's been incredible for the company. And all while doing this, I've also been um, going through medical school and becoming a physician. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, been a gr- uh, it's been a wild ride, to say the least. It's been busy, but I've, um, I'm, I'm nearing the end of my residency now and graduating next year, finally. <laughs> and, uh, but it's going uh, to be pretty cool to come out of this, to, to know that I was successful at entrepreneurship beyond all the setbacks. And, you know, one of the things that was funny about the book is that McGraw-Hill, the world's largest education publisher, after they saw what I was building with my company, Prep Expert, they came back to me. <laughs> they decided, you know, um, we rejected you the first time, but now that you're building this great company, we'd love to do a book deal with you. And so we did the book. It ended up selling tens of thousands of copies. And, um, you know, it went number one on Amazon for SAT prep. Uh, I did another book recently about entrepreneurship and uh, self-help called Self-Made Success. And that's my latest book, uh, which every entrepreneur or person listening should check that one out because that's not SAT related. That's a more general wealth, finance, and uh, leadership, really. So that one's called Self-Made Success. And I'm excited about that new book. But um, yeah, so, you know, book, book, uh, authoring books, building companies and becoming a physician all at the same time. And it's uh, not been easy, but yeah. you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do any of this without having an incredible team that really um, has put my faith, have put their faith in me to be their leader, make sure that they run the operations of the company, um, the sales and the marketing um, so well on a day-to-day basis. Cause obviously I wouldn't be able to do that all by myself. And that's really where the importance of leadership and the team comes in. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for, for uh, sharing that story. What are your plans? You're about to graduate here, you said, from your residency. And uh, is it, is, are the plans to continue to have the, your company going and operating and also to go and practice as a physician? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I get asked that all the time. And so, you know, for me, I really believe a variety is like the spice of life. Like I love just not being able, not having to do the exact same thing over and over day in and day out because that becomes monotonous and boring. And so if I could split my week, I'd love to be able to practice as a physician in clinic for two to three days a week and then be an entrepreneur running my company or hopefully new companies in the dermatology space for two or three days a week. I'd love to split my time. I love being an entrepreneur and building companies and I love being a physician and seeing patients. Um, So, you know, I think that would be the ideal split of time. And I'd love to do a little bit of both because uh, I'm passionate about both. 
And that I think really will help me also just continue to have variety in my day to day as I move forward. Very cool. I love it. Thank you. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about, so you you go to Shark Tank and of course, Mark Cuban invests in you, in your company. Um, Maybe you could talk a little bit about that experience of being on Shark Tank and what you've learned from that. Like I'm I'm sure just the experience itself, like there's some things that you probably have taken and drawn that you can apply to the rest of your life. And then, but also of just what's it like to work with someone like Mark Cuban and and his leadership and who he is in this business space that's helped you uh, grow as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think that the, well, first of all, the experience of Shark Tank was incredible. I mean, you know, I went on an audition in New York city and I stood in line for nine hours with 500 other entrepreneurs, not thinking I was going to make the show because I was just pitching to a casting call producer, giving a quick one minute pitch. Luckily, the casting hall producer liked me, liked me enough to quickly fly me out to LA. Within a few months, I was pitching the Sharks, which was, you know, a grueling experience, as many people see on the show. Um, I had to prepare hundreds of hours for that. And, you know, when it aired, I think that was probably the best thing that has happened for the company because, you know, there is no marketing like getting 15 minutes of primetime television for yeah. free. And so, you know, to 10 million Americans. And so it's, um, it's pretty, it was pretty incredible for the company, pretty incredible for me. And then striking the deal with Mark Cuban was awesome. I mean, he's, I believe he's the best shark because you get, not only do you have access to Mark Cuban himself, but you have access to Mark Cuban companies and his whole team of everyone from business development to lawyers, to accountants, to marketing. Um, And so They've been really helpful and supportive in so many ways for the business. But Mark Cuban himself has really taught me a lot about leadership. And especially, you know, because he's one of the busiest guys, probably busier than me. And he's a business luminary and billionaire. So to be able to access that kind of person and, you know, interact with him, uh, I'd say we, we, we email weekly. And we continue to stay in touch every single week about the company. We see each other about once a year. We we just Mm -hmm. filmed a Shark Tank update a few months ago, um, which recently aired. Yeah, so that's typically, you know, Mark is one one of the greatest things he's taught me is, one, you're never too big to respond to your own emails or your own or have okay. a conversation with anyone. He's taught me a lot about humility. You know, he responds to every single one of my emails within two minutes. It, I mean, it's incredible wow. how fast he's, how fa- how good he is at communicating. And, you know, he, and he's not just responding, giving generic responses. He's responding, showing that he read the email, like he read everything. He'll respond to the last line, you know, okay. because he's reading it completely through. So you're never too big. You know, I know everyone talks about getting a virtual assistant, et cetera, but I think at some point you have to be able to do the work. You have to, you know, if Mark Cuban's going to invest in, you know, 50 Shark Tank companies, it's important for him to still be able be accessible for those companies, right? Every single entrepreneur. And so he's willing to continue to do the work just like, and I think that's why he's been so successful at building companies in the past, selling them and making millions and billions of dollars is because you you can never shy away from doing the work. Don't just try to offload things to other people. Is you've got to put in the time, effort, and energy. 
The other great thing that I think um, he's taught me is the power of saying no. Um, you know, I, I will ask Mark Cuban for all kinds of things over the years, whether it's to tweet this or come to this event or, um, you know, help me work on this book. And, you know, he said yes to so many cool things. Like we co-authored a book together. He said yes to that. He's come to different Shark Tank events. But at the same time, a lot of times he'll just straight up tell me he doesn't have time or he can't do this or that's not an option. And, you know, I think that's really important because, you know, when you're someone like Mark Cuban, you get to his level, everyone is trying to get a piece of your time or your attention. And you have to say no. You know, for me, I haven't learned that lesson completely yet. Uh, I say yes to just about everything, you know, whether someone who wants to do a phone call or who wants to. Um, meet up for a bit or, you know, whatever. Well, you know, it may podcast, be. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I say, yeah, right now, I'm, I mean, right now I say yes to every podcast and, and that's part of, part of building your brand. But I think at the same time, I think you have to start making sure that you know the value of your time mm-hmm. and people, as you get to that level, as you continue to build your, um, build your reputation as an entrepreneur, build your reputation as a business person, et cetera. They're going to try to want your time and you have to be able to say no. You know, he puts his time and energy into the right places, which is responding to all of his entrepreneurs um, and responding to every single email. But, you know, he's, he'll say no to a 30 minute phone call because he could probably respond to 50, 60 entrepreneurs through email. And so you have to know how to spend your time and energy. You have to know the power of saying no. And I think that those are the couple of the key lessons he's taught me over the years. Yeah, those are powerful. And thank you for, for sharing those. Cause I mean, I mean, that's just such a, a great point for someone like um, Mark Cuban is <laughs> not only does he have you that he's, that he's invested in, but like you said, 50 other companies or whatever it is, he's been on Shark Tank for a long time. And if he's responding to you that way, he's, he's definitely responding that to everyone else. And, and so that's, that's very cool. Number one is the humility and then also, yeah, I think we can all get better at saying no, for sure. I know I can. Absolutely. You know, we all, I think we're all deep down inside human nature, like want to please people and help them out any way we can for the most mm-hmm. part. And so, yeah, it's a great skill to, to have is, is, is that, um, especially for someone like yourself with so many moving pieces and so much going on. Um, yeah. You know, I had, I had the thought when you were talking about prep expert. And just the significant results that you get, number one, is kind of rare. And nowadays, you always feel like you're kind of getting sold and under-delivered on. And, and here you are with this, this incredible product that is mm-hmm. really delivering some incredible results. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what's the impact of that going to be? Like, if, if this gets out to enough people, like, it, it sounds like it should, right? All of a sudden, everyone's scores are going to elevate, which kind of raises the curve a bit, doesn't it? How did, is it, have you thought about that? Is that, is that a thing or am I just? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great thought. Um, you know, I would love if every student, uh, if enough students would take this, if the average would actually go up, you know, I think right now we're at about 10,000 students a year, which, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you'd be surprised how many students take the SAT and ACT. It's a huge market. Uh, it's uh, 1.5 million students a year take the, uh, SAT and the ACT. Now that's, that's a ton of kids, but of course, not everyone's prepping. I'd say less than half are probably actually taking courses and prepping for the test. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I would love to, uh, if we can 
blow this podcast up and, uh, you know, get it out to every single parent out there. I know. I mean, it's a no brainer because if you think about it, all of these parents and students, they come back and they say, you know, my SAT score got me a hundred thousand dollar scholarship or $200,000 scholarship or, you know, $50,000, even $10,000. I mean, when you think about it, an investment of a 600 or $800 course is nothing in the grand scheme of when these kids are winning tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had one kid actually win $1.4 million in college scholarships. I mean, it's just the best return on investment. And, And that's what I tell parents and kids today too, which is I used to tell them, you know, use your SAT or ACT score to go to the best school. And I don't think that's the case anymore. With student debt being at $1.6 trillion, it's not important necessarily to go to the most name brand school you can if you're going to be in debt, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the rest of your life. I think it's important to try to go to the best school that you can without getting into a lot of debt. So that might be a great state school in your state that's willing to give you a lot like obviously low, lower tuition to start with, but then they give you a merit scholarship because you got great test scores too. And just don't go into significant debt. I still think a college, I know a lot of people disagree with me here, but I still think a college degree is important. Um, I've seen way too many people, you know, I grew up in a urban motel in Las Vegas who didn't have high school education, high school degrees, who didn't have college degrees that um, really were kind of at rock bottom. And so I think a college degree still helps differentiate you in the workforce. You know, not everyone can be an entrepreneur, unfortunately, although I would love that. And so I do think it is important, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's important to go to, a, you know, these name brand schools if you're going to be in debt. I think it's much more important to tr- try to get it paid for as much as possible through scholarships, through um, not loans, but um, going through either state or community colleges. Yeah. 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 Thank you. What is like a critical moment or a turning point for you? I love asking this question. And obviously you've, you've made the decision that you have, which has you where you are today, but had you maybe, you know, I think it's kind of that fork in the road moment where you're conflicting on which way to go. You really are feeling pulled to go in the direction that you know is good for you, but yet sometimes you're kind of getting pulled to, to go the other route that might be what we look like from the outside in as the safe route, but it's not the one that you know deep down that you need to take. And had you had you made that different decision, you'd be somewhere very different in your life. Like, is there a moment that you can think of that where you came to that crossroads, but you uh, you did make the decision you did, but had you not, could be completely somewhere di- different in life? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um... You know, for me, one of the biggest sort of themes or points during my Shark Tank episode in 2016 was when they asked me, well, do you want to be a doctor or do you want to be an entrepreneur? Mm. And they kind of made it uh, black and white, like you had to choose one. And so the biggest crossroads for me was, well, do I want to give up my company, sell it, get rid of it, just not be part of it anymore and forget the entrepreneur? part and just become a physician or do I want to just quit medical school, quit residency and just focus on the company? And I think a lot of people in my position would have just taken one of those routes, whether they enjoyed being a physician more, whether they enjoyed being an entrepreneur more. But what I decided to do was take a different route than every other person, which is to do both at the same time. And that's really, really difficult 
it takes a lot of hours. I mean, I work 70, 80, sometimes 90 hours a week between yeah. the two. Yeah. But, you know, I'm passionate and I, I think when you're passionate and you like it, it doesn't even feel like work sometimes, um, both of them, honestly. And so, you know, I'm willing to put in the work, but I know it's not for everyone. And, you know, I think everyone, like you said, has certain turning points in their life where they need to decide what they're going to do either in their career or whatever it may be. And so for me, it was deciding on what my career path would be. And, you know, I think I'm kind of actually treading, treading a road that not many people have taken. And so that's kind of why I always get that question, which is, you know, what do you want to do in the mm -hmm. future, like as a physician and entrepreneur? But, uh, you know, I think that's what's also very exciting about it. Um, you know, I love that poem by Robert Frost about the road less traveled. And I think that's what I'm, I'm doing here yeah. is taking that road less traveled. And uh, I'm excited on uh, to see what's on that road because not a lot of people have taken it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, lo I love that you made that decision because you're right. Um, most people would have made that choice. And, and uh, yeah, it was funny because, um, you know, after the episode, after the sharks basically really reamed into me, uh, other than Mark Cuban, about, you know, not being able to be a part time entrepreneur, et cetera, is, uh, you know, I had so many people reach out to me after saying, oh, you know, um, forget what the sharks said, you know, because I'm all, I also have a full-time job and I'm trying to start this company. And, you know, I really believed in you because you're in medical school and you're, you had this company on the side. And so what was hopefully inspiring for people and inspiring to people listening to this podcast is the opportunity to start, you know, a five, six, seven figure side hustle without having to quit your full-time job or your full-time career. You know, I think that's the dream for a lot of people is to be able to do both. And mm -hmm. so I'm living proof that you can do both. Um, you know, I've got a seven figure side hustle without quitting my full-time physician day job. And that's the uh, goal that I think a lot of people can do and, and really make a reality because of the internet, you know, the internet doesn't limit you by location, by store hours, like, like businesses used to. Yeah. And so, because, you know, utilize the internet to start your side hustle and, and go from there is what I would tell um, people that have full-time day jobs that are thinking about starting side hustles. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And yeah, not only are you doing it, I mean, you're doing it at an extremely high level. So uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely possible. I love it. Thank you so much. I want to wrap this up and respect your time. What, what's one last question here? What's one or two things that you could give to the listeners is just a, uh, piece of advice or, you know, just this, these, maybe these uh, guiding points that you use in your life that if they implement it today would, would help move them forward today. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give one about entrepreneurship and one about leadership. So the one regarding entrepreneurship is to do what you know. Um, you know, everyone wants to start a business in what's hot, meaning maybe cryptocurrency is hot. Artificial intelligence is hot. Um, 5G is coming and that's hot. Everyone wants to start a business and whatever the new thing is. What people don't realize is, you know, Warren Buffett says he only invests in companies that he understands, like what he knows. He won't invest in companies that he doesn't understand. The same thing is true for entrepreneurship. You shouldn't start a company in something you know nothing about. Don't, you know, go start a real estate company if you haven't studied real estate for hundreds, if not thousands of hours. 
you have to really understand your industry inside and out. And that's the hard work that people don't want to do when they're starting a company, which is understanding every single thing inside and out about that company before you start it. And so for me, you know, I was an SAT. I studied hundreds of hours for the SAT in high school. I spent thousands of hours writing a book and preparing a company. I became an expert at it. That's why I think I'm successful with the company. And I think that's why you should think about as entrepreneurs, think about when you're starting a company, what do you know really well and start a company in that. Maybe you know fitness really well and you'd love to start a sports nutrition company or whatever it may be, you know. And if you don't know anything really well, start studying something like, you know, I'm in dermatology residency. I'd love to start a skin company in the future or derm business in the future, but I'm putting in my 10,000 hours of effort right now in residency to learn everything inside and out before I start a company, just go out there. So yeah, it's do what you know when it comes to starting a company. When it comes to leadership, I mean, this is going to sound generic, but I think it's so, so true, which is to, you know, Leadership to me really means service. Uh, leadership doesn't mean telling other people what to do and, you know, just hoping that they listen to you. That's not, you have to lead by service and example. Uh, you know, for me, I still show my employees that I'm working 80 hours a week on um, everything, whether it's being a physician or the company. You know, they'll get emails from me at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night because I'm working on the company and you know, that hard work and dedication towards the company trickles down because it's not telling people what to do. I'm actually doing the work and then or talking to them about it and working on it. And then, you know, a lot of times my employees are working after hours and on weekends because they see that I'm working on after hours and weekends. And so, you know, that, uh, you know, that if you want people to work in a certain way or work really hard, you won't be able to do that unless you, you work in that way and you work really hard. And so it's really leading by service when it comes to becoming a champion leader. And that's how I, I really believe leadership should be practiced. So those would be my, my big two lessons on that. Yeah, uh, beautiful. Thank you so much. That, that's powerful. What are a few ways? I know you got the book coming out. So yeah, just let us know how we can follow you and support you as well. And what you got. Yeah, absolutely. If you enjoyed some of these lessons, I'd love for you to check out my book. It's called Self-Made Success. It's on Amazon. It is uh, 48 strategies to live happier, healthier, and wealthier. There's all kinds of great tips in there about entrepreneurship, about wealth building, about self-control and productivity. And, you know, I think that is kind of my manifesto on how I get everything done in the 24 hours that I have and I maximize it and I try to live my best life and how you can. And, you know, really it's, it's the strategies on how every person out there, whether you're an entrepreneur, a doctor or anything in between, how you can really become successful. And so self-made success on Amazon, I'd love for you guys to check out the book and um, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at my first name is spelled Sean, S-H-A-A-N, last name Patel, Sean, at Sean Patel. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule and to, to take some time with us and the listeners. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say. 
nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast